0: Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of Hot Chocolate. Today's episode is uh, quite a bit different from my previous ones. Following the recent deaths of George Floyd, Ryan Minton, Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade, Alua Toy and Salau, Dominique Fells, Ahmed Arbery, there's really just way more names than there has to be. Um, just following all those tragedies, there's been a lot of hurt and um, I felt it personally, and I know a lot of people are also feeling it, and outside of protesting and signing petitions and, and donating, I have um, I've been processing and really working through it by uplifting Black voices, and as I try to do with all my episodes, I really wanted to initiate a dialogue, but today um, I'm just going to have some experiences uh, shared with you all and I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Here it is.
1: To me, being black is a blessing by choice. Some might say that my skin is burnt or that my darkness is a curse. I choose to say that my melanin is beautiful, sun-kissed black gold. Some might say that my nose and lips are fat, disproportionately large. I choose to say that the size of my features are a measure of my attractiveness. Some might say that I'm a danger to society my blackness is a threat to law and order. I choose to say that my life matters, and no weapon of whiteness can prevail against the power of justice. Society might fight against my blackness; I might be cropped out of a photo, or given a costume mask with a nose hole too small, or profiled by a police officer. But every attempt fails, because racism always bows to humanity. So I do not just stand with Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Freddie Gray and the Charleston Nine and Sandra Bland and the countless other Black lives lost to white supremacy. I am those lives. As long as I have life, I will fight for them as I would fight for myself because I am fighting for myself. I'm fighting for my life. Their humanity is my humanity. As long as anyone who calls himself Black has life, justice is in reach and is our portion. Our collective humanity is a blessing of being Black.
2: To me, being black is being resilient. To take the rejection from the world and use that as the glue that binds our community together so that we can ensure our survival. We have taken our ancestors' bondage as something to not be ashamed of, but proud as their strength prevailed while they faced the evils of humanity on a daily basis. We have taken the slums we were forced into and transformed them into cultural hubs where the arts flourished and the backbone of the Black community strengthened and matured. We are even able to take blocks of lard, discarded pieces of meat, weeds, and cornmeal to produce the cuisine of soul food. We have had to take these demeaning leftovers for centuries We've had to beg and fight for every chance we could to get a seat at the table. As our people have slowly cultivated more and more seats throughout the years, we are suddenly told to sit farther back, to get our separate but equal tables somewhere else. And our brothers and sisters are sometimes even removed from the seats they once held and the ones we fought so hard for. But we don't give up. We have had a president, a duchess, countless MVPs, CEOs, mayors, Grammy and Emmy winners, and we will continue to add more to our list with time. But while today we struggle to succeed, some of us struggle to even eat, to go to school, to pay the bills, and some to even breathe. But like we have for centuries, we will persevere, We will succeed again, and we will one day not ever lose another brother or sister to police brutality. We can do all of this because we are resilient. In power, Amelia Shaw.
3: To me, being black is not being heard, acknowledged, praised or recognized. To me, being black is living a life of fear. I'm always thinking about my safety and if I will be next. From a young age, I've watched my brothers and sisters all across the world leave this earth due to police brutality. To me, being black is understanding that I don't belong, not in school, in the workforce, or in the government. I grew to understand the system is not built for us black people. It is built to keep tearing us down. We will never be equal. To me, being black should not be a forbidden thing, but I've lived 18 years on this earth believing so. When will this end? When will we be justified by our character, not by our race? When will we reach equality? When will I know my life matters? Love, Tara. What does it mean to be
4: Black? Especially, I mean, specifically, what does it mean to be a woman of color in America? Um, I think that question is very loaded. Um, But there's definitely some positives and negatives, as with any situation. So I like to start off with the positive. Um, I love the fact that when I'm around other people of color, or especially other women of color, I immediately have a connection, we immediately have a connection or even things we immediately can engage with each other through our shared experience as black women. Um, I don't think people realize that when you share a struggle, or you or you are oppressed with a group of people, it can really bond you in and mobilize you towards a common force. I feel like now, especially more than ever with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, picking up again with the death of George Floyd, I feel like now more than ever, Black people are coming together and uniting to be like, no, this is not right. And I'm not standing for this any longer. And I love the fact that when I'm amongst other people of color, especially women of color, as I've said, we can immediately relate and talk about our shared struggle and our shared experience. And that can be in any many different forms. I'm a reader. I love reading. Um the Hate You Give is a great book. White Fragility I read. It's just it's just so remarkable that you know, not even on an academic level, just on a social emotional level, you immediately have a connection with someone that you know you have no idea where they came from, but you can honestly sit with them, a fellow black woman from I don't know Oklahoma california i can sit with them and be like hey how are you and then we immediately have have something to discuss i love that um also i love black culture in general um i don't like i'm such a consumer of black culture as a black woman like rap music i'm I'm so unbelievably proud like hip-hop those things originated our hair i don't feel like people realize (laughs) i'm I'm fangirling a little bit over hair because i'm i don't want to feed into stereotype that I'm, i'm a girl but um, there's so many different subcultures within Black culture, and especially within women of color culture, hair, nails, how you dress, fashion. It's it's truly remarkable. Um, but with any situation, you know, especially this question, there's also negative. I do not like the fact that you know when I'm in a room with uh, with white with other white people. Um, i always have to constantly assert myself uh recently i quit my job i used to work at a hospital um and it was always remarkable to me how when someone of not of color were to address me they immediately thought that i was the receptionist or the assistant and i would have to constantly remind them like hi no this is my position here and they would seem so shocked or oh i love this comment you're pretty for a black girl um, what does that mean? <laughs> it's these sort of microaggressions that, you know, that I don't like being tethered to my story. Um, but as a black woman, you know, that there's, this is the norm. Um, yeah, I also, you know, don't like how we're treated in this country, but I feel like that's a whole nother topic. So being black to me means essentially just in, in a phrase, it means embracing where you come from being unapologetically yourself and carrying yourself with such esteem that you make people and and you demand respect just by with your presence you understand um i that's essentially what being black is to me i hope this helps
5: (laughs) i was 11 years old when i first learned what it meant to be black ugly broken worthless unlovable i was 11 years old when I was called a nigger by a white boy. And I was forever shaken. I mean, that was the first day I felt as though my skin color was nothing but a burden. I was humiliated in front of my entire class and my school did nothing. Mama told me white people don't care, that somehow my existence is a disgrace and I deserve all the jabs I got. I knew how painful that was. I wasn't alone all the black boys and girls being taken from their homes and killed by the police, simply because their skin is an inconvenience to them, like it's a threat. And it took a lot of unlearning and inner healing for me to see my worth. Black beauty is simply ethereal. All the beautiful cocoa-skinned models who were loved by the sun so much that the sun kissed them twice. Their beautiful hair sitting like crowns on top of their head. Their poise and elegance to continue to move regally, despite what the world says. It's inspirational, beautiful. And I am proud to call myself a beautiful black woman no matter what anyone says about me. I am not a threat and I am more than my skin color.
0: To me, being black is the heaviest double-edged sword I will ever carry. It's a beautiful way to live life, but some people have made blackness a threat, a sign of inferiority. Tokenism has made us merely a collectible in the eyes of casting directors and insecurity has made us the target of violence and hatred. There are people out there that hate Black excellence. There are people out there that hate Black existence. I have struggled and continue to grapple with the microaggressions, the fear, and the initial mistrust of people, just not sure of how they will treat me and perceive me just for being. I'm unlearning all the negative things the world has tried to force upon me, and I'm learning that there's no one else that I would rather be. I'm learning that my melanin and my culture is beautiful, that black melanin, black culture is beautiful, and I hope to continue to grow and feel that more and more every day. With love, light, and strength, Zoe.
6: To me, being Black is experiencing great amounts of struggle and resilience. Being Black is about resilience, innovation, and creativity, and excellence in the face of struggle. There's so much included to being a Black person, including the African lineage and how far we come through the inevitable to reach where we are today. And today, May 31st marks 99 years of Black Wall Street. Successful Black people established themselves with pride, dignity, and amazing services to serve people, all people. In over one case, all their businesses were burned down by the white men hatred and people's evil. This pattern is still practiced today called systemic injustice and structural injustice in other terms. But I could express all the complexities of prejudice, flaws of anti-racism, white supremacy, and other systematic injustices, but i rather leave this message. If you are silent or blind yourself with excuses related to a human rights issue, your compliance is siding with the oppressor. If you can be taught to love, appreciate, and not generalize everyone, you can be taught to not be racist. It's everyone against racist. I'm proud of being Black, and I love being Black, and that will never be taken away from me. Sincerely, Sarah.
7: My name is Amaris Jobert. I created a peer mentorship program in high school, led and participated in many student organizations that were committed to community service, mock government, and so on. I almost never got in trouble. I do my work on time or early. I ask questions. I hardly ever speak in African-American vernacular English, so code switching doesn't take much work for me. On the surface, I am what most people, what most white people would consider a respectable Negro. It's something that has become increasingly apparent to me as I've gotten older. Um, Honestly, My most eye-opening experiences with the respectable Negro status has been with my white teachers, the advisors for the most prestigious respectability politics-oriented high school student organizations, I've had experiences with teachers viewing students who are not as involved in school or who speak in African-American vernacular, English, who sag their pants, give class, etc., etc. as ignorant, stupid, lacking great potential, um, having nothing to offer to important conversations. Um, I've also noticed that they abandon students or change their perception of them after their first mistake. My teacher sat and told me that he didn't believe that students ranked in the second and third quarter were like us, um, the NHS officers. He told me that it was unlikely they would care about a college mentorship program because most of them don't really care about school or going to college. The same teacher accused me of stealing and then attempted to lie about his accusations later on, but this was because... I lost my respectable Negro status with him because I chose disrespectful insubordinates for the first time in my 12 years of school. Um, more than problems with respectability politics, I have also begun to see how unequipped white teachers are to teach in their black schools. They will teach in the same black school for 10 years, but gain nothing. They refuse to operate under the reality, under the reality that they are teaching black students, not just students. They refuse to acknowledge that our blackness heavily impacts our experiences in the classroom and our relationship with them. Experiences with white teachers, I've had experiences with with white teachers calling students in their academic classes animals while praising their pre-AP classes. The same teacher also always attempted to correct students African American vernacular English and mocked students um, mock students when they spoke in African American vernacular English, which obviously shows her lack of education on its status as a valid dialect i 've had even white teachers use thug to describe students, uh, albeit as a joke, but obviously it 's incredibly ignorant and shows that they again are not prepared to teach black students they are not prepared to teach in their black schools Um, as a black person who has always been proud to be black I refuse to allow this to go on I believe that the educated students should be holding their teachers accountable I don't believe that we should allow them to divide us and treat some of us as if we're scholars and others as if we're evil cold-hearted empty-headed quote-unquote thugs
8: To me, being black is facing every struggle and adversity with determination to reach every goal. For centuries, African Americans have overcome the obstacles placed before them, making it a better place for the people to come afterward. Through slavery, segregation, and now police brutality, African Americans have remained strong and fearless in times of pain and suffering. The resiliency that runs through our blood is endless. Martin Luther King never stopped his peaceful marches. Malcolm X continued to raise awareness about injustice occurring in Black low-income neighborhoods. Maya Angelou continued to create beautiful poetry exemplifying how unique African-American culture is. Because of their determination, I know I have the will and drive to remain being my ancestors' wildest dreams. With love, Wilfred Wright. To me,
9: being Black is a persistent threat of knowing that I could be killed for simply being Black and it shouldn't have to be that way. I shouldn't have to live in a society where I'm always looking behind my shoulders, where when I'm in social space, I feel as if nobody accepts me. I feel like all you see me for is my color and it should not have to be like that. No one should be forced to live in a country where they know that someone is always out to get them because of what, their skin color? That's not okay, it's wrong. And it's 2020, this needs to stop. And it's clear that no matter how many of us black people are trying to move forward with our lives and move away from the past and make a change in the world, we're always being dragged back five steps. When we are trying to take 10 steps forward, some of us have already even forgiven white people, anyone who's been racist to black people or who's against us, it seems like many of us have moved on from that. But no matter how much we try to move on, it's like they still want to keep us as as if they own us, but we aren't your property anymore. We are allowed to have our own lives now. We are allowed to live in our own homes, live in white neighborhoods where we don't feel like we're a persistent threat because of our skin color. If we were to look back on the diaries of former slaves, you would see that in terms of a social space, we constantly feel like we're make- we're walking on eggshells. Like, we have to act a certain way or we have to talk a certain way just so you don't think we're a ghetto or just so you don't think that we're in a gang or we're doing something odd. I mean, we have to even teach our kids at a young age how to act when they're pulled over. I mean, think about it. Is that right to you? It's not okay. It really isn't. We should not have to teach our young black men that when you're stopped by a police, you need to put your hands on the dashboard, turn your music down, do this, do that. I assure you that white parents are not telling their kids such things because they don't have to, because they know that because of their skin color, they are already good. They're protected automatically. But it's clear that the system was not built for us. It's clear that they will never truly see us as equal, and it needs to change. It's constantly the same story with a different name. How many more? You need to remember that these people who are being killed, these innocent people who are being killed, have fathers, have mothers, have brothers, have children, have families. All because of what? Their skin color? It's not okay because our people are continuously contributing to this country. We're making lives for ourselves, but you still don't see us as anything but black. Our skin color should not be a threat because we aren't, many of us are not threats. We are simply, we're all humans. And it seems that no matter how many of us have used our opportunities to build lives for ourselves, they only see us for our race. And it's clear that they will never see us as equal once again. And it really and truly saddens me that it's come to that, that it's come to us having to loot, to be violent, when many of us don't want to be violent with you. We simply want to talk, but even that, you still don't hear us. We want to peacefully protest, but you still don't hear us. We're being violent. Our people are being killed senselessly. And you still don't hear our cries. We have cried enough. We are yelling at the top of our lungs. It feels like our cries are falling on deaf ears. And we simply had enough. We're tired. We're exhausted. This has been going on for way too long. For you guys to think that we're just going to stand by and be silent, especially now. It is 2020. This needs to stop. We need a change. Because I feel that we all have so much potential, but how can we prove our potential if we are automatically silenced because of our skin color? It's not okay. And it should never have to be like that, especially for the next generation and the many more generations to come. They should come into a world where there is peace, love, and respect for all races. Sincerely, Emma.
10: To be black in America is to be surrounded by so much negativity. Whether that be from your own community, or whether that be from outsiders, or whether that be from your family, or whether that be within. And it's a big struggle to, to kind of purge that from yourself. It's a big struggle to remind yourself constantly that you're not bad, that you're not less than. And I experienced it. Many people like me have experienced it. And I'll speak to the idea that Coming out of that struggle was one of the biggest and best things that's ever happened to me. And it's made me who I am. It was difficult. It was difficult to overcome the social anxiety. And to overcome this idea that whiteness was right. And it took a long time to accept that it's okay to love yourself as who you are as how you think as what you love and there's nothing there's nothing that can take away that even though it hurts to be ostracized it is so much more beautiful it is so much better to freely accept and love yourself and I just want to speak to this idea that that is blackness overcoming and loving to be black is to struggle to love yourself not just the part where people say oh you should look like this or be like this it's deeper than just not being accepted it's the idea that everything about you is okay besides the you part and it hurts and it's hard and it's something so many people have experienced but it's worth it in the end to finally love you and as someone who's done it i can say that it was worth going through to find love in me instead of everybody else in the world sincerely TRJ
11: To me, being black is growing up straddling the line between black isn't beautiful and but I'm black and I'm beautiful. And then finally breaking out of that harmful mindset, shattering the glass case my community had forced me into, reaching an understanding that of course black is beautiful. My dark skin, not mocha or chocolate, and my hair, much different than my peers, comes alive in the light. They call it a golden hour for a reason. To me, being black is shoulders set back and eye contact and careful articulation until I make it home and my slouch can return and my eyes are free to fall where they may. I spend all day hyper aware, scanning their speech for microaggressions and schooling my face, hoping not to present my own. Being black is precaution and escape plans and the loud, messy tears shed after. To me, being black is a lot of glass cases all far too fragile to hold the beautiful, intelligent, high achieving, and creative forms of Black people in the United States. Being Black is resiliency and unerring motivation in the face of nearly half a millennium of systematic oppression. To me, being Black is a great boon, born into my blood is a fire that will remain alight no matter how hard they try to smother it. In power, Morgan Johnson.
0: If you have made it to the end, thank you. While I've had a lot of good episodes and relevant conversations, I feel like this is one of, if not the most important, if you've never shared an episode of my podcast, I am really urging you to share this one in particular um, and start that dialogue, that uncomfortable conversation with somebody and be able to hopefully expand horizons and um, and bring growth and open-mindedness into the world at a greater quantity if you will <laughs> and absolutely 100 percent huge round of applause and a massive thank you to everyone who helped me with this episode because it would not have been as successful um, and rewarding as a solo effort so thank you to Jude Amelia Tara Leia, Lydia Sarah Amaris Will Tiara Emma and Morgan for your raw emotion I hope to do another one of these because there are just countless Black stories and Black experiences. And while there's a lot that we all share, there's a lot of unique things that we also can bring to the table and uh, bring into light. So, yeah, hope to have a sequel or maybe a couple other ones to follow this one. But, yeah, thank you again for listening. Keep sipping and remember it's Black Lives Matter today, tomorrow and forever.